on today's show. We have actor and author Jason Finney. We have music from Mother Yeti. We have movie trailer review of Call of the Wild and everything else we do every week. The, the only thing that's different is Martin Moore's face is fatter. Hold up, Mike. I gotta catch my breath, Mike. So I do like chicken sandwiches. Well, who else would you have on the cover of Playboy these days, right? See if, see, see if you can polish this term. I'm, I'm trying to be positive here, uh, Jake. Oh, J- Jake is also available for anniversaries and birthday parties. Take- oh, I thought you were gonna, gonna tell me treat him like cats and spray him with a water bottle. <laughs> no, no. Not He's- enough money behind this podcast to get him on here. Because <laughs> it's not the kids' fault they're shitheads. It's not. <laughs> It's the parents. Well, the parents are shitheads, too. Dude, why are you talking shit? Have you won anything? No. Because... Shut the fuck up. Wait, nobody ever said there was a plot to ramble. <laughs> Delete your account, go back to bed, cry for a couple of days, and reflect <laughs> on what you're actually going to do with your life. Welcome, everyone, to the ADG Podcast. We are back. I am back. <laughs> Jake is back. Jake sort of back. Still sick. He's, sort of back. He, he, he's, he's in uh, The Flu, uh, Part 2, the sequel. The coffinine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Jake is a little bit under the weather, but don't have no fear. I'm here to uh, uh, drive the bus today uh, for the ADG podcast. Uh, we have a great interview coming up later. Uh, Jason Fitty, as Jake said, it will join us. Talk about his acting career, his his fitness uh, his fitness lifestyle, and everything, yeah, and all his, and all his it, projects and stuff. Yeah, all of his projects. It was a great interview. You'll you guys will definitely enjoy it. Yep. Uh, but first, Jake, let's get into sports as what well, as we always do. I know you're so excited. You just so can't contain yourself because uh, I know where you're gonna go with it. Why? And I'm annoyed. No, no, you don't know. Trust oh, me, I've, actually, I've done some <laughs> research this week. I've oh, actually God. put some more than five minutes into this. Uh, oh, man. Uh, okay. At least one of us did this week. Well, see, uh, well, that's what's so good about our show. If one is down, the other one has to carry the load, I guess. All right. Let's not run right. everybody. Oh, <laughs> please. Let's go. All right. Let's talk about uh, Jake's favorite basketball team, the, the, the Detroit Pistons. Doing everything they possibly can to suck as much as they can. Jake, you must love this when they bought out Reggie Jackson's contract. Yeah, he I was super done. happy about that. He yep, is was... gone. He yep. uh, potentially is about, uh, reportedly, uh, about to sign with the L.A. Clippers, you yeah. know, to come off the bench and hopefully win an NBA title for them. Which, uh, well, it's it's good for him. I hope he does that. But it's also good for the Pistons. <laughs> that just one more crappy contract they got rid of exactly they're, they're just they're just doing everything right i believe they're the six worst team in the nba so hopefully this will continue their losing streak they they're back from their all-star game uh weekend uh tonight against the milwaukee bucks that's a that's an instant loss right there so things if, if you're all in favor of take of tank nation when it comes to the to the Detroit Pistons, you must be loving that. Oh yeah, no, it's great, and uh, I was super happy about losing both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Getting get some young guys some playing time. It doesn't matter, not doing anything this year anyway. Yeah, and, and you know the best part is you kind of see how how big of a cancer Andre Drummond was going to Cleveland anyway. So right, whatever no, happened I, there. Absolutely. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Andre Drummond's new team, uh, they're 
head coach, or I should say former head coach, John mm-hmm. Beeline has stepped down as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, according to them, it was mutual. It was, you know, it was something that it, the NBA experience did not work out for John Beeline. Obviously, I think personally he should have stayed at Michigan. I think he had it really good there, you know, but he is stepping down as uh, head coach of the, of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, you, so, you have a coach that that teaches teaches you properly. Takes uh-huh. a lot of time, you know. He he's a he's a different type of coach. He's not an NBA coach. He's a college college coach. So he's there to motivate, to teach, to help you out. These guys, uh, especially in Cleveland, are a bunch of garbage, and they're just about the money. So mm-hmm. there's there's no way you're gonna have Kevin Love or Andre Drummond or or whatever else over there have um, anybody tell them how to play, what to do. Mind you, they're yeah. in last place. So. Well, well, Jake, let, let me ask you this. What team, uh, between the, the Pistons and the Cavaliers, what team do you think has the brighter fu- fu- uh, future? Pistons. Pistons. We, we gave the Cavaliers all of our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Well, they could be saying that, but who knows? Maybe they let go of Drummond at the end of the season, and he goes and hits the open market. And, yeah, and then you know, he goes for a bag of chips somewhere because he's not worth oh, anything. No, oh. no. He's obviously, if he was smart enough, he's gonna pick up. He's gonna uh, pick up his option and make what twenty seven million yep. or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I don't see him uh, uh, giving up all that money. Uh, speaking of NBA, uh, they just had their NBA All Star Weekend in Chicago. A lot of highlights, a lot of lowlights, including Chaka Khan's. Disastrous anthem. Oh, you don't like Chaka? Chaka, oh. come on. Chaka's oh my awesome. God! Have you ever heard a, a rendition of the na- U.S. national anthem like that before? It's like no, uh, I don't. I don't watch I, any All Star game or you know. Oh, Jake, like it, 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 no. I, I I didn't watch it either. I just saw it was all viral um, uh, uh, afterwards, and I like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. She. I understand, you know, she's, you know, music legend. She's from Chicago. She's from, you know, in front of the hometown crowd, just really like belting it out. But like, it was honestly like a five minute rendition of a song that usually takes two minutes. To <laughs> yeah, sing. that's gross. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it was pretty bad. If, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's uh, 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 unless you want to hear something very terrible, I would suggest go listen to it uh it's definitely one of the worst ones but uh let's get to the skills competition and jake i know you're a big fan of the dunk contest i am the only one yeah. i saw was uh what's his name dunking over taco yes that was a, a good one a, aaron gordon and yeah. he didn't and he didn't win he didn't <laughs> he win jumped, he jumped over a guy who was seven foot five and still didn't win i know right that's that's unbelievable yeah it's uh, it, it's definitely had the highlights, you know. Obviously, yeah. from him, uh, you know, j- jumping over Taco, and then the, the other guy, um, I, I I forget where his, uh, Dennis Jones Jr. something like that. Uh, obviously, very talented, very athletic dunkers, both of them. I just thought it was, I, I was kind of seeing the same dunks over and over again when it comes to. The dunk yeah, contest, yeah. you know, like like back then they used to, they used to you know jump over cars or you know or 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 uh, jump over people on scooters or Vespas or or uh, what, what, 
what are those um, things that people stand on and they move uh, hoverboards? <laughs> you know, all, all, yeah. All well, that I think of, it is the creativity all, and ball yeah. ball handling. That's all that's missing. That, 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 so. That's all. That's all it is. But yeah, that, obviously that was uh, that was like controversial because the guy who had fifties during the entire thing during the entire event loses. I think it's kind of <laughs> political or whatever you want to call it. I yep. just think it didn't really play too well. Uh, the game, obviously, I, I didn't really watch much of the game, but I the, the ending was pretty compelling. They they have they had a set number to get to, and it was it was it, it came down to the wire, which is always good to see in a typical NBA game, or where you really don't need to watch the whole game, just watch the last thirty seconds. Yep, that's the whole game right there. <laughs> that's a, that's all you really need to see, especially in the playoffs. Uh, the whole game happens in the last minute. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Timeout. 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 Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, so throw. Yes. So from NBA to NHL, I know Jake's is a big NHL guy, but I I'd love to get his thoughts on uh, uh, former Windsor Spitfires, Windsor native uh, Zach Cassian getting suspended for seven games for kicking a player with the skate in in, in his chest. Huh. Well, that's that's exciting. <laughs> But something exciting in a sport. Might there as well. you go. That's Maybe I'd it. watch. The the, 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 first, the, the first thing I, th- uh, I, I thought of when I saw this highlight, he was like down, he was like tangled up with another person and he was trying to get loose. And so he, it wasn't really much of a kick. It was more of a push off with the skate. But still, you, you hit someone in the chest with a skate, with a blade. I'm like, and the first thing I thought of like was... Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, where he says like, "Oh, I set I set two records, most time in the penalty box, and I'm the only guy that took off his skate and tried to stab someone." <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. It's, that's it, it's 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 uh, it's it's quite amusing how like how sometimes like movies actually give these pro hockey players you know ideas, or, or I, I'm sure it wasn't he, he didn't. You didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, I'm sure it was you know, intentional. It, yeah, it was intentional, of course. You know, but like seven games is if people were expecting uh, pretty severe uh, suspension for him because he was previously suspended uh, earlier this season. So now he's a multiple uh, multiple offender in in the season. So it should be interesting to see what happens next time when he comes back from his suspension. Is he gonna toe the line or is he gonna do something crazy again. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Jake, it's it's almost that time. It's almost that time. It's baseball time, and and oh I know it, it. I know you're excited. I know. I'm, I'm excited. excited. I saw Miguel Cabrera looked like he lost like yeah, thirty pounds. They said that he lost about thirty pounds during the yeah. off season. So he, I guess, he given up the tacos or the or the quesadillas <laughs> or whatever he eats. He said that he, he ate more vegetables and less carbs. So who knows? I just want to see a healthy Miguel Cabrera play the entire season. That's all I really want to see. You know. Well, you need a you need a bat. This team needs a bat. Yeah. Has, has so many players that are not you know MLB type of players. They're just mm-hmm. rebuilding completely. So you need Miguel mm-hmm. Cabrera to like run a brain butts in the seats. Right. 
Oh, absolutely. And, uh, the, you know, they have a bright future you know, when it comes to pitching. They have four really top prospects. Uh, hopefully we'll be joined up to join the big club. I don't know about this year, but for sure next year they'll be up with the big with the big club. Uh, uh, and, and, and I definitely like the future of this team. Obviously, they have another first overall pick uh, this year uh, coming up. Uh, so they expect it to suck this year again. So that's okay. Hopefully, I'm they'll, okay with hopefully, that. Ho- hopefully they'll get another uh, high draft pick. You know, really stock the pond when it comes to their prospect <laughs> pool, and and go from there. But Jake, I want to talk about the Houston Astros, and I and I know yes. you've heard about this, the whole yep. sign stealing uh, saga, where yep. not one single player has been suspended or punished. At all, and they're this. not really—they're not really apologizing for it either. All no. the interviews, well, the, else well, well, pissed well, off they, the league. well, they apologize, but it's—it's it's like a half-hearted apology. Yeah. It's like we're sorry, you know. Like it's like okay, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> there was a number that was released—the over/under on how many Houston Astros players will be hit by the pitch uh, yes. this year. Yes, yes. It's set—it's set at eighty-three and a half. Do you take mm-hmm. the over or under? I take the over. You take the over. Especially when I they play so, the too. Dodgers. <laughs> the Dodgers, the Yankees, especially yeah. the Yankees. Oh, man. They're going to – they're definitely I, – I think, like, the, the, there's two ways to look at it. Either you, you really can't you, – you, you can make an example out of this team and suspend the team, each player, 10 games, whatever, you know, or, like, spread out throughout the whole year. Or you, or, or you don't, you, or, or you just let it, because obviously Major League Baseball knows that everyone has some sort of, some form of sign stealing that they do. Obviously, it wasn't as elaborate as the Houston Astros with the buzzers or the, or, or whatever they had, you know, it's just, it just really looks bad on baseball. I think it's actually worse uh, than the steroid uh soccer that they had oh yeah i yeah, know for sure this involves the entire team and uh and especially that they won uh the world series mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a lot worse yeah and it, that's like you know there's no way you know but not everybody knew on that team knew what was happening the whole team knew what was happening right. you had to there's no other way around it so yeah exactly I think that, just... that that and i and rather have juice heads instead of the sign stealing at least they're doing it to mm-hmm. themselves exactly it's like, it's like okay, you're roided up, but you don't know what pitch is coming. Right, exactly. You know, if you, you know, hit it out of the park, but <laughs> yeah, if you know it was a fastball coming, you you can sit back and wait for it. You know, yep. it's obviously different when it comes to that. Obviously, uh, obviously, there's going to be plenty of drama sur- surrounding this team everywhere they go. Every every visiting. Uh, park that they'll go in they're gonna get booed the crap out of especially Altuve you know for him you know like the the key players that were really uh pinpointed in this uh investigation for uh stealing signs so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens obviously spring training is about to get on get get underway over there in Florida uh so we'll see what happens I will 
we'll we'll keep all our listeners updated to see what happens. Any any viral videos that <laughs> unfolds during this uh, upcoming baseball season will definitely oh, be yeah. posted. It, it'll it should be a nice and quiet one on the Tigers end of it. <laughs> oh yes, because you know when the Tigers end, that means we could talk about the Lions. Oh, yes, and yes, speaking yes. of uh, speaking of the Lions, uh, there's a, a brand new mock draft that just came out yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry, two days ago. And I like uh, it. Mel Kuyper uh, mm-hmm. came out with his mock draft 3.0, and a surprise at the at the top of the mock draft list. Uh, so just to recap, number one, Joe Burrow goes to Cincinnati. Number two. Chase Young goes to Washington. And number three, drumroll, please. Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions with the third overall pick take Tua Tagovailoa. Yep, I'm good with that. I would love it. Talk yep. about talk about sending a message to ownership. No, <gasps> no, no. Talk about sending a message to the fans from ownership yeah. that if they take Tua here, mm-hmm. you have... So let, let, let's just let's just live in fantasy land for a minute. So you have you draft Tua. You still have Stafford for a year. Stafford goes out, has an amazing season. You draft, you, you trade Stafford. You get a you get a big whack of picks, and you know, and you get a whole plethora of players and and and, and everything for him. Then you have Tua take over the whole regime, the whole. It's like brand new life being injected into this franchise. Well, as long as they fill up all the other holes, because he can't do everything by himself, they have sure, so many sure. That's going to be yeah, but, but but that would be the one that that would be the one player that can single handedly change a franchise. You know, just in, in excitement and getting butts in seats and merch sales and everything an ownership looks for. They look for a, a name with marketability. You know, because Stafford, he's getting up there. He's been here eleven he years, yep. hasn't done nothing. He's nope. not going to be. He's not going to be here forever. You're going to need someone to take up that mantle that, that he laid here. You know, and so, he's not going to win anything because he's not going to win. He, he needs a lot of years to get more support staff. No, it, it's it's not that. I just don't think that he he had that fire and drive that you know that would would you know let him go to that extra level. I know he battled injuries for the past couple of years uh, with everything, but even when he had all these weapons around him, he just couldn't get it done, you know, and let's the way the NFL is going, you have to look to the mobile quarterback that can beat you with his arm and legs. Look at Jacksonville. I'm sorry. You look at Baltimore and Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson over there in Kansas city, Patrick Mahomes, all these young mobile quarterbacks, Russell, you know, the Russell Wilsons of the world, you know, yeah. if, if Detroit wants to really step up and make a name for itself, especially in that division where there is no, aside from Aaron Rodgers, who's not a mobile quarterback, there's really no one else in that division. That's true. That's true. You got to give, give them different options. And we know that works. Mm-hmm. We really know that works. So we should have yeah. that in Detroit for once. That'll be great. Exactly. So I found this article. Um, I, w- I was um, I-, I was perusing uh, social media and-, and Twitter, and I found this article from Pro Football Focus, who oh. they who they projected 
the landing spot for the top 50 free agents oh this boy year. i think I, I read this one yeah so for, obviously those lions fans who listen to our podcast coming in at number i believe it was number it was in the 20s um sorry i'm just looking it up right now uh Number 20 is uh, they projected that uh, former L.A. Chargers running back Melvin Gordon is going to sign with the Detroit Lions. Why? Yeah. I don't want him to. Why? You don't need him. We don't need him. <laughs> no. we, need, we need all the help we can get. No, we, uh, we have two running backs, two and a half. Well, draft one in the late rounds. Okay, but but he but here is he he. Let me just ask you. Here is their projected contract for Melvin Gordon: four years at seven mil a year. Oh God, no! Would you not? Why would you do that? No, you know how much cap space they have. No, that's great, but uh, defense. You need you need D line. You need edge rushers. You need corners because you're gonna lose Slay. You need wow. a, whole, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you do. Okay. You need a whole uh, bunch of stuff. All right. There's well, no way the, I'm getting a running back. Come on. <laughs> no way. Well, That's the, dumb. It, it is one of the holes that they do need. Yeah, drafting the sixth round. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> it, it, well here, here you go, Jake. There was uh, another player that they uh, put on the list that uh, is a, is where Detroit is a possible landing uh, spot is uh, former Detroit Lion. No, well, I know what you're well, saying. No, well, 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 currently is the New England Patriots. Yeah, so there exactly. you go. Yeah, no, I know, Kyle, I know what you're Kyle saying. Van Noy. No, Kyle Van Noy. No, the, uh, they projected his contract three years at ten and a half mil. Really? You're gonna give yeah. Kyle Van Noy, who was already here, ten million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's dumb. No. You you know why uh, New England gets rid of people because they don't need them anymore because they're shit. Why why would we pick that shit up again? How did how did all of our free agents from last year from New England work out? Mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't. No. Well, uh, well, he, he, and and the last one there was only three that had Detroit as a landing spot is uh, is a defensive uh, tackle Shelby Harris. Uh, Shelby Harris. Yeah, Shelby Harris. He's um, he, he's more of a low risk, high reward type of player. And and they have him slated to uh, for three year at five and a half mil per year. I thought they had a they had an offensive lineman in there somewhere. No, nope. no, nope. uh, like all the other ones, like the top, like like the top guys <laughs> are, uh, that they projected are all going to resign with their teams. So the Tom Brady's of the world, the Drew Brees, um, all that kind of stuff. Like the, the, they have Drew Brees going back to New Orleans, Dak Prescott going back to the Cowboys. Tom Brady staying in New England. Philip Rivers, the the, the Philip Rivers, interesting. They have him landing with the Colts, mm-hmm. and Ryan Tannehill staying with Tennessee, and pretty much everyone's going back to the where they originally came from. A, a, a couple of surprise, Byron Jones. He's going to be the hot cornerback free agent out there. They have him going to the Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll see what happens when it comes free agency. Free free agency is is always an interesting um, time because it, it really it really narrows down what the team is looking for when it comes to draft time. 
Well, remember last year we got all excited in free agency when they went out yeah. defense. We're like, oh my god, this yeah. line's gonna be awesome. Yeah. This D line's gonna be number one, and they're the worst yeah. defense. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not getting hyped up until this all is done. <laughs> Jake's like, I've seen this movie before. Yes, many it's times. Just, it's just gonna, it's just gonna punish me. It's just gonna, yep. it's just gonna make me more angry than I normally am. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. All right. So last last uh, sports topic, and it just broke last night. And I, Jake, I know you'll have an interesting take on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Former Detroit Lions uh, and former Browns lineman Greg Robinson, uh, offensive tackle, big guy, right? Yep. Busted for uh, for having 157 pounds of weed and faces up to 20 years in prison. <coughs> well, he was just having, having a good weekend, so he had a little extra on him. <laughs> so according to TMZ Sports, like Greg Robinson was busted with 156.9 pounds of marijuana, according to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Robinson, who also... Uh, was with the 26-year-old uh, ex-NFL player Quan Bray, uh, who stopped around. Uh, they were stopped around 7:15 at night on Monday evening after a border drug patrol drug-sniffing dog alerted to the rear cargo door of their Chevy Tahoe. Uh, according to the docs, Robinson and Bray were not re-entering the country from Mexico. Rather, they were trying to get from Los Angeles to Louisiana to hit the checkpoint. Uh, and they hit a checkpoint on the way. Uh, agents performed a follow-up search and and located several vacuum-sealed bags full of green of a green leafy substance. They just they just trying to open up a restaurant with. They just had a bunch of oregano. <laughs> you know they're making they're making sauce. You know what I mean? Like that's all it is. That's why you need so much. Oh, Washington, nice. Louisiana. Yeah, what? yeah. It's just, it's <laughs> so just basil. Spices. It's just basil. It's it just basil. Exactly. Oh, man. So, oh, obviously. Shit. That's th- a lot. This, th- yeah. Uh, the, the photo of it, of what they seize, is just crazy how much. Uh, Greg Robinson, who was the second overall pick in the 2014 NFL draft, uh, is in custody. Officials say he was found with a lot of marijuana. Uh, well, that's a lot. Uh, so, so yeah, talk about uh, dummy, just a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, how bad have you messed up all your money that you've earned in the NFL, where you have to do this? You know? Yeah, it's really bad. At least some of these, most of these guys don't save. They just <sighs> you know, live it, live it up while they can, and then just like, like, like they must blow this money as fast as they get it. I guess I don't. Yeah, know. I it's, think so. It's it's the lifestyle that they that mm-hmm. they have. I don't know. It's just, and especially for like someone who is like it had you know he was the second overall pick. You know, bright future. He's yeah, he bounced around a couple teams, but you know, if you're a good offensive lineman in the NFL, you have a job for life. Yeah, you know, you those the, the, they're like not easy to come by. That's stable, and you know, so I don't know. So it's gonna be interesting to see how much you know jail time he gets because he's gonna get oh, some. He'll get time. he'll get a lot. Yeah, he'll yeah. get a few years. I don't yeah. know about twenty years, but no, no, he'll get a few. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, so a little bit of everything, uh, Jake. Uh, so, but that's it for sports. Awesome. So let's get into our interview for this. Week. Joining us right now on the ADG podcast is 
actor, fitness guru, writer, a fellow Canadian, author, so many tags next to his name, but we're just going to call him Jason Finney. How are you today, sir? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us on uh, the A to G podcast today. We are very happy to have you on. Thanks. And uh, talk to us about a whole bunch of different things. And there's so much to cover because you do so much. You're a very, very, very busy man. Um, but let's start with acting because that's where we mostly know you from because you've been in so many different roles on so many TV shows. Um, you're very recognizable. Now, I want to know, out of all these shows that you've done, the one that sticks out the most to you and why? Well, NCIS New Orleans is definitely one of them because uh, I had never shot in New Orleans before, and I had never been on location where there was a, um, an actual person in charge of gathering the snakes. So <laughs> they, and they call that a snake wrangler. And I was absolutely flabbergasted when I saw the call sheet one morning and I read it and it said, oh, snake wrangler. I said, oh, man. So they have an extra walking around playing a snake wrangler. No, 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 no. This person was actually on a team <laughs> of three walking around the perimeter where we were shooting, picking up the poisonous snakes. I'm not even kidding. And uh, they would walk around with a bucket that would say venomous on it. And in the bucket, you know. Would, they would hold the snakes that they found. So I was just curious, and I asked the guy. I said, "Hey, so uh, anything in the bucket?" Oh yeah, yeah, we caught two of them. I go, "Really? Are they dangerous?" Oh yeah, they're really dangerous. One's a cotton mouth, and the other one's a copperhead. One we have a cure for it, and it's a fifty-fifty chance. And the other one, you don't have a help in hell. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that makes you feel safe. So I'm thinking, wonderful. You guys just keep doing your job. I appreciate you very much. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say, if you're on the set, and you're trying to act, and knowing that there are venomous snakes around, does that throw you off your game, or you, or does that make you more focused to get your lines right, get your scenes done, and get the hell out of there? Uh, you know, you just gotta do your job. But interestingly yeah. enough, during a couple of takes, there was a little snake that slithered by me. I'm figuring, wow, <laughs> if there's a little one, there's gotta be a bigger one around here somewhere. So let's just get this going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. So, so before you got into the acting game, you excelled as a hockey player. You're a drummer. You're played in multiple tour, uh, touring bands. Uh, yeah. What what were kind of what were some of the bands that you uh, toured with? I toured some, with some bands that I formed back in the 90s, mm. and uh, we had a spec deal with Quincy Jones. Uh, we toured across Canada, and we also uh, did a lot of gigs in the States. Like uh, We played all over New York. We were based out of New York at the time. And mm. uh, back in the day, you had these awesome places you could play, like CBGB's. Mm. And, uh, CBGB's literally is a hole in a wall, but everybody who was anybody played there. Yeah, it's very popular. It's a fantastic venue, but interestingly enough, it was a hole in the wall. And upstairs from the CBGBs was a halfway house. So when we'd finish playing there, we'd have to watch it because there was guys always up on the second floor that were throwing stuff down at us <laughs> while we were trying to load the cars. It was, right. it was quite the interesting time back then. Let me tell you. Uh, so, so from from being on stage to being in front of the camera. Uh, was that always your goal that you always had that like when did you catch the acting bug no i fell into the acting world i had um left entertainment pretty much uh as a whole 
and I was working as a personal trainer and one of my clients just happened to be an agent and thought that I had a look that might be uh, marketable. So she decided to, you know, um, put me in a couple of auditions and, um, you know, I got lucky, I guess. And I, my first ever audition I booked, it was for Shredder in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the TV series that was on Kids Fox. And back in Canada, it was YTV back in the day. Yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah, I, so, I, I I think YTV is still is still around, I guess, just oh, not it? as popular okay. as it used to be, I guess. Right, right. So that was the my first gig, and then I I booked a three national Canadian Tire commercials. And, um, nice. That was it. I caught the bug from there. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned fitness, uh, and I know you're you're big into that, and it's one of your main things that you do right now. So what can you tell me about? bodybyjason.com well body by jason is my personal training website it's uh, it's pretty much um where anybody who's interested in changing their body shape or you know, living a healthy lifestyle can go and get information from or um, contact me from there and i'd be more than happy to help them because that's pretty much one of the main things that i do is i i really um enjoy helping people change their life in a positive way. Uh, it's something that I've been doing for years and it's just become part of what I do and who I am, which is kind of how it, I, you know, I started writing these books is, you know, I wanted to help um, a segment of the population that really uh, needs a lot of help and, and is very much um, uh, vulnerable to all kinds of, you know, different, uh, ideas and and people and, uh, and and teachings and i wanted to try and give them something positive to latch on to so that they can you know create a world that's healthy at a young age so that they can carry it out through their teens and into their adult life and uh, now going off of that exactly what i was getting at the adventures of captain pump and the world's fi first fitness superhero and that is your you're an author of this book. Yeah, it's available now on Amazon. And yep. that is that. Tell me about it. You, well, you hinted at it right now a little bit, but well, elaborate for us. Captain Pump is the world's first fitness superhero who helps kids become fit and healthy in a magical land called Pumpland. And he has a sidekick who's a janitor of a school that uh, sees the kids on a daily basis making poor choices in terms of their fitness and their nutrition and the janitor wanted to find a way to help the kids but didn't have the the wherewithal or, or the ability to do so and uh, out of his own imagination he created this superhero and together they helped the kids become fit and healthy that's a, it, interesting it's it's kind of like uh, along the same premise of like captain planet back in the day and he was teaching the kids about, you know, saving the environment. But you just kind of took it for more of a fitness level. Well, I have all that, too. Once you get to Pumpland, you have different elements in the world of Pumpland that uh, talk about, you know, just taking care of people in general, taking care of the environment, taking care of marine life, uh, all these different things. And um, the idea of Pumpland is a place where everybody is welcome and everybody helps each other. So... That's the, the premise of it. And uh, whenever the kids 
are learning something in the book, they get whisked down into pump land. It's through a, uh, I can't tell you what because I'll give it away. But, yeah, that's not to give too, too much away. We want everybody to go and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, pick this book up, definitely. Yeah, but, but no, that's, that's a, these two yeah, parallel worlds, they work together and uh, simultaneously they run at the same time, which is really cool. And that way, uh, Captain Pump could always keep tabs on what's going on in the real world. Hmm. It's, it's, it, it, it's no, it's it's really interesting because, like, you, you know, you being a personal trainer, and so you're seeing all the the, the transformations that, that 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 are happening, you know, with your clients, and then how you always. It's good that you're spreading your message in in a different way, where it's it's. Uh, accessible for everyone to read these adventures right right it's, it's for anybody it's for the kids it's for the, the parents the parents can read it to the kids they can learn together they can create uh, an environment at home that's conducive to the whole family exercising and eating healthy together because really it's not just the kids that need the help they're the ones that are most vulnerable and most susceptible to you know uh, the poor habits because they have a lot of uh, poor uh, role models that unfortunately, um, you know, are, are in their lives. And for the most part, we're hoping that we can change that around, get parents to adopt a healthy lifestyle with the kids so that they can all become fit and healthy together. Otherwise, for the first time in the history of the world, we're going to have kids dying before their parents, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to turn that around. And child obesity is at the forefront of what I want to tackle. And, um, you know, I plan on uh, continuing that until we can eradicate it and get to the point where we have a, a healthy society as opposed to one that's going down this path of uh, no return. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, J- Jason, just looking at your photo, you, you, you are a big guy. You're, you got the muscles, you got the size, you got the, the shaved head. Definitely. So when that uh, talent agent spotted you, uh, spotted you for an audition, was it, have you been like playing uh, the, the tough badass kind of guy in, in these uh, shows and movies? Or have you slowly expanded to be, um, you know, to do multiple roles that really expands your talent uh, of being an actor? Well, let's just put it this way. I don't get the roles that... Uh... Are, are, you know, the guys selling flowers to grandmas on the corner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd love to. You're, you're not playing a florist or anything? No? No, I don't get the magical florist. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, imagine, I could play the florist in the day who vigilantes. There night. you go. Yeah, you can, <laughs> I could be like your day job and then you're a, a hitman by night. There we go. We have something to write now. There you go. You're all set. <laughs> uh, so you've been in so many shows and different movies. Um, I saw one that you look uh, reading reading up on you, Nikki Deuce, back in 2013, working with uh, the late great James Gandolfini. That was and, awesome. And Steve. That was the uh, second to last project he ever did. He, wow. It, it, so some like someone like him, who's such an iconic actor. You know, he was on a iconic hit show what did you learn from him uh, you know sharing sharing the sharing the scene with them uh he's just a professional i mean unfortunately i didn't get a chance to do my scenes with him all mine were uh were without him mm-hmm. uh, and he actually only spent a day or two on set they kind of oh, okay. cramped everything that he needed to do in that time mm-hmm. 
but uh, you know, watching uh, you know him on screen and and being able to see um, you know the genius that he was uh, mm -hmm. certainly allowed that project and everything else that he was involved in to flourish. And uh, you know, he definitely left the mark on a lot of us. And it's a shame, you know, we lost him at such an early age because he had so much more to give and to uh, to uh, share with us. But uh, you know, never know when our time is going to come up. Mm. Uh, uh, this is uh, where uh, your book, like uh, the Adventures of Captain Pump, kind of comes into play. Healthy lifestyles, healthy goals, and uh, gives us a better chance at it. Now, for 2020, besides uh, getting this book out there more, what else, uh, Jason, are your plans for this year? Oh, there's all kinds of cool things happening. I'm actually going to star in my first horror film. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. They're big fans <laughs> of horror movies. So yeah, I actually, I'm starting producing, and then I got a whole slate of projects that are. Uh, on the way here for 2020 so there's a lot of things going on uh there's a couple of more books that are going to be released because i've written a trilogy uh right now that are ready to go they're illustrated they're written they're actually uh slated to be released later on this year and uh, oh, all that's going to certainly take up a lot of time and of course uh going into schools and helping kids is a big one too so I have a couple of uh, projects lined up where we're going to start going into schools and helping them, uh, you know, kind of um, foster all the information that's necessary for them to be able to pick up on these good habits. And right. That's going to so, be the goal. And hopefully uh, another goal will be to see a, a really good Stanley Cup playoffs this year. <laughs> Oh, but, I don't uh, think he, any from our teams. You, you, no, no, there, so. no, no, Toronto. He he can watch the, the Toronto series. <laughs> You're more than welcome to oh, join us and watch that. Here we go. Uh, yeah. if, if if we play Boston, it's only going to be four games, so it's going to be a good <laughs> uh, But but I want to know is what what's going on with what's cooking, Grandma? Is that a, is that going to happen? What's the oh, what's, thanks so much. Yeah, you know that's one of the projects we have uh, slated for 2020. That one's very dear to me because that one was about me and my Baba, my grandmother. Nice. And, um, you know, she uh, was a fantastic woman, one of the most important ladies I ever met in my life. And she was like my best friend growing up. Uh, I'd spend a lot of time with her. And Baba would always have something cooking every single day. There'd be two, three meals cooking. And she'd have breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner. And uh, it's unbelievable to me how she was able to manage all that. And then, of course, run the household and do everything else and take care of six kids. It was just crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were super uh, heroes uh, back then all by themselves. Uh, yeah. I just want to pay homage to these grandmothers because I have so much respect for them. And mm -hmm. I have so much love for these ladies who just, you know, put everything into their families. And their heart comes out of their cooking. Their love comes out of their cooking. Mm -hmm. and the idea is to find grandma recipes that uh, have gotten passed down through generations and uh, grandmas who um, are authentic in who they are as people and want to share a little bit of that with the, the viewer and the audience. Um, and of course, celebrating grandma's legacy, celebrating who she is with mm -hmm. her family and her friends. So absolutely, this is going to get done. Uh, we're very excited to uh, start production on it in the next couple of months, 
and uh, we'll see how we're going to get it out there. I'm hoping to get it on a network. If not, uh, we'll look at streaming. Yeah, That's exactly. Yep. Uh, w- one of the uh, our past the episodes from last season, we actually had a, a woman on from New York who uh, built a whole web series around her her grandmother and it was like cooking with nonna and that's basically what they did they they just went through her old recipes and they got other old italian ladies on to join her and they just talked about their recipes and 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 what you're doing is it's great and it should be done more because all those people that came over from the old country and that's all they really knew how to do is to you know look after the family and and keep their uh minds heart and, and stomachs filled so that's great. I, I hope I hope to see that on uh, a network or at least a streaming service in the years to come. Thanks. Well, I'll let you know as soon as we got it up there. For sure. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what I get to next. Now, where can we follow up and find all these upcoming projects, uh, your socials, websites? What can you give us so our audience can uh, go and find everything? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Jason Finney on Instagram. You have jasonfinney.com. You have, as you mentioned earlier, Body by Jason with two S's. And always, Jason is always with two S's, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason, uh, the other one, uh, jasonfinney.com I gave you already. And mm-hmm. on Facebook, Jason Finney. Perfect. And if you guys want The Adventures of Captain Pump, the world's first fitness superhero, you can grab that on Amazon right now. It is available. Go check it out. And Jason, we really appreciate you coming on our show. Even though we are not Habs fans, we appreciate <laughs> you jumping <laughs> hey, listen, on the show and talking about I appreciate you keeping to the time, as we said we would, because the Habs are going to start in eight minutes. There you go. We, say, we, we, we promise you. So hopefully they can pull out a win for you tonight. Yeah, they're playing Boston. I'm not. Yeah, uh, so go have go. No worries. Thanks, Jason. Take it easy. So that was fun. So let's get into some music for this week. And as you heard me say earlier, today's band we're playing is called Mother Yeti. Mm-hmm. And these are eclectic indie rockers who are just releasing their uh, new album called My Best Please. And that's actually the title of the song we're going to be playing today. So some of the reviews they got from Medium.com is From Moscow, Idaho, Mother Yeti's sound is difficult to pigeonhole, varying from punk to psychedelic country to rhythm and blues to alternative wave. And, and I'm telling you guys, I listened to this song, My Best Please. It's, it's really good. It's different. It's nothing you, you hear on the radio, obviously. This is why we play um, this type of music on our show. So see if you like it, and we'll put all the links in our site. And here is Mother Yeti, My Best Please. So 
to sit and duck It's hard to give a fuck I try to have some luck Flying my dreams, aviation schemes The people all wanna scream They shoot their laser beams, yeah All right, so that was Mother Yeti, My Best Please. Uh, give him a like and uh, go listen to that track on YouTube. We'll share the link. And that's uh, music for today. Nice. I didn't well, even cough once through that one. That was good. Look at that. Right. The Buckley's must be working. Oh, it is. Not really. Uh, so, so, Jake, I have a couple of stories that I want to get your opinion on. All right. Let's do All it. right. Just a uh, just a couple things. Obviously, by now, I'm sure if you, I'm sure you've seen the video of the air conditioner passenger punching the back of the lady's seat. Yes, yes, I said. Okay, this. so uh, Jake, who always seems to uh, get attracted to uh, idiots when he's out and about, uh, also very true. That, yes, what would you do in that situation? Let's say you're on a plane. A lady reclines her seat all the way back. Would you do something like that where you're just well, constantly just hitting the back of her seat? I've traveled enough where I've had this happen to me. Actually, I had this happen to me on an international flight across the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, one of the many times I traveled, this actually happened when I had like a rear seat, mm -hmm. like the rear, rear bulkhead. So there's not, not a lot of room in the back. And then I'm 6'3". Yeah, and I, I already don't have room. Mm -hmm. So... On an international flight, somebody reclined like that right in front of me. Yeah, it wasn't when I was eating or any, I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting there watching TV. Um, one, I don't want to start shit in the air. Mm. Because we're in an airplane and closed the airplane and I don't want to get in trouble and get thrown out and whatever else. So that's one thing. Uh, two, I, my opinion on airplanes in general. Don't have reclining seats. One, especially in economy class. You can avoid this. Two, there is already not enough room for anybody there. So if you recline your seats, you're making even less room. I think it's about an inch and a half you lose when you recline the seat like that. Inch, inch and a half. And you already don't have that much leg room. So if it's somebody taller or actually anybody in an average size, you are squished like a sardine can. So I would just make all those airplanes seats in economy non-reclinable. There you go. <coughs> that's that's but, what I would do. Oh uh, well, okay. So, do you think? Uh, who, who, so, who is in the wrong here? Is it Both. the guy that, that that that's hitting the back of the seat, or is the lady that just went 
recline? Like, both. like which both? Oh. Yeah, both. Because she could have been, <laughs> she could have turned around and said, "Hey, do you mind if I recline? Because yeah, I'm trying to exactly. get comfortable." He could have yeah. said, "Well, no, because I'm working on some shit." Right. And they yeah. could have talked about it instead of this one reclining and this one starting to punch. Well, they're both wrong. So. <laughs> and for the lady to, well, this is day in the uh, day in the age uh, that we live in, is that she had to record him doing this. You know, mm-hmm. to show people, like, look at this idiot, what he did. It's like, well, are, aren't you, like, just as guilty for, like, filming this guy doing it? And then reclining know? on purpose? Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you know, y- y- you played a part in it. Right. And it didn't look like it was an international flight or anything. It looked like a domestic yeah. flight. Yeah. Flowers. You yeah. really need to spread yourself out. Exactly. Like, when I'm it, flying to anywhere in the U.S., I'm not mm-hmm. reclining. No. It, it, trust me, it, it depends on the flight. You know, it's anywhere between yeah. an hour and like three or four hours, depending yeah, exactly. on cross country. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, everyone gets cramped uh, on a on a plane. Doesn't matter what size you are. Obviously, taller people like Jake get uh, you know have have to stretch out their legs more, and, and and so on. But I think I think more of a pain is that if you're in. Um, uh, an aisle seat and you have to get up for you know uh, someone sitting uh, sitting next to you to go to the bathroom yep. every five minutes it's just that, more annoying that's true that's true it is annoying and remember you have to move around especially on long flights yep because uh possible block clots if you sit for a very long time mm-hmm. so you have to move around on flights you yeah. really do yeah so having extra little bit of leg room helps yeah absolutely <laughs> there you go <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So, so that's it. So, Jake, let's get to our movie review of the week. Yay! And, Which and, one and, is and it we, again? And we have a good one. It's called uh, 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 "Call to the Wild." <laughs> Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. Yes. Call of the Wild. Featuring Harrison Ford and a CGI dog. CGI dog. Awesome. Yeah. So, obviously, this is based on a novel. A very popular novel. I think that that was uh, very popular in high school. That most high school kids have read or were told to read it. Uh, obviously, with the, with this uh, with this tale, you know, they're taking a, a a long time book that's been around for years and years and turning into a movie. And having you know a great actor like Harrison Ford in it really shows you like the longevity of this book where you know you can get someone of Harrison Ford's acting caliber to to uh, to act pretty much on a green screen with no one else yeah or, basically to, to basically pretend to, or basically to look at a tennis ball and pretend it's a dog yep so yeah on the set no snow nothing crazy no no nothing he has to wear winter coats on a green screen <laughs> set oh no oh no <laughs> yeah, must be tough. Uh, so yeah, the trailer looks good. A lot of yeah. uh, action, you know, and it, I, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be good. Obviously, f- for it, I'm sure a lot of people read the book are going to be interested to see how it looks on the on the big screen. So I, I'm going to give this a solid three out of five when it comes to uh, trailer wise. Well, it's going to be a typical story of overcoming something. In the wild, so it's been done a million million times over yeah. and over and over. So nothing new here, just a bunch of actors and nice scenery. I give it a two out of five. 
not really exciting. Definitely not going to go pay money to see it. <laughs> but if it happens to jump on Netflix one day, I might give it a view. There you go. Absolutely. So there you go. Call of the Wild. Go check it out. I believe it hits theaters this weekend. So if you're a Harrison Ford fan or a dog lover, go check it out. Uh, Jake, let's, uh, I saw something interesting on social media uh, this week, and I have to give a kudos to Jen, the Star Wars nerd, oh, for okay. pointing this out. Uh, as I know, and as Jen knows, that you love food. Yes. And, well, she tagged that on Instagram that Popeye's chicken sandwich, the one that everyone was going crazy for in the States, is finally coming to Windsor late spring, early summer. And I said, it's like, yes, we're definitely going to, Jake is going to venture out. I know he's, I know he hates people in, in real life. Yes, I do. We're, we're, we're going to venture out and we're going to do a taste test with, with this, uh, with this amazing chicken sandwich. And we'll, we'll give a, we'll, we'll, we'll do a live Instagram video. Oh, we'll, damn. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be it'll fun. It'll be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious because I know Jake, he's very blunt and he's very honest and he's going to give a real score. So look for that. It's going to be, well, obviously, we're, we got to find out when it actually hits. Yeah, whenever it comes out. And we'll hit up the uh, Huron Church location because there's less people there and it's harder sure, to get there. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, to, to be honest, I think it's going to be busy no matter where it is. If it's, uh, if they, we'll drive them away. Either that one or we'll one bring microphones with us. We'll drive them yeah. away. <laughs> he'll, he'll be fine. Uh, so that gave me uh, an idea for the top five this week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, top five. Food. So it's it, I got the top five most popular fast food items on the planet, according, according to eatthis.com. Okay. I'm excited. All right. All right. I know you're excited. And, and I'm sure you've had at least either four or five of these items. Wow. Thank you. Assuming. Thank you. I, I'm just assuming you, you come on. We've all had fast food. We're, we're Darren is fat up. shaming me. Cause he said, I ate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fat shaming. I'm fast food shaming you. Uh, fast food I guess. There all you right. Go. All right. Let's coming at number five, Subway's BMT, Italian BMT. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I've had it before, and it's actually pretty good. Not bad. Uh, Number four is KFC's original recipe chicken. Yep. Obviously. There you go. Uh, Number three, Jake, I'm sure had it as a kid. I'm sure he's gotten it for his kids, is McDonald's Happy Meal. Oh, boy. Yeah, what a a mess that is. (laughs) Uh, well, it depends well, which well, one you get. You get the nuggets or the cheeseburger and fries yeah. or apple and chocolate yeah. milk yes. and a toy. Yeah. So, not bad. Well, but, but no, like now they have like a, um, like you can get a book instead of a toy. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, so there you go, McDonald's. <laughs> Upping their game. Spreading the love of literacy. <laughs> that's right. Actually, pretty good books. I have a couple of them. Okay. So there you go. All right. Uh, number two. I'm a fan of these. I don't have fast food that often, but I do. It, uh, this is one of my my go tos is the McDonald uh, is the McDonald's Big Mac. Okay, coming at I number see. two, yeah. Mm-hmm. And number one, the number one fast food item on the planet, according to EatThis.com, 
McDonald's French fries. I see that. I see it. Which are, which are good that when as soon as you get them because after they're not good. Yeah, but even, <coughs> but even the, you know depends on where they are. It's still McDonald's fries is still the best. I don't know what they do. It's just it's just awesome. Well, now that we're talking fast food, I have a little tidbit to that because oh, that was top five. Yes. Um, Burger King just released new ads for their uh, preservative free. Uh, additive-free burgers. Yeah. And mine's just my favorite burger. I love Whopper? Whoppers. Yeah. Whopper, yes. I love Whoppers. Yes. Um, their new ads show the burger moldy. Mm-hmm. So basically grossing everybody out from not eating Whoppers. So mm-hmm. they're telling you that we they're not having any preservatives or additives in their burgers anymore. Right. <laughs> and I don't know why. Whose marketing campaign is like, you know what, fuck it. Your nicest burger doesn't make it moldy to attract people to eat it. Well, obviously, <laughs> it's telling you, it's telling people that if you have a Whopper, eat it when it's even eat it when it's ready. You know, don't waste like because what because why do you need all this extra stuff in a burger? When so my double so my double cheeseburger from McDonald's lasts three or four days and it's still good <laughs> for three or four years. Obviously, yeah, depends whatever. on how much. Uh, preservatives they put in there. I know, right? But, yeah, but no, I, I thought I, it was interesting. Yeah. It was gross. Gross as hell. Oh, it, it looks terrible. Um, yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it, too, on, mm-hmm. on the Facebook uh, just before we started this podcast, and I was like, oh, I was thinking about bringing that up, but well, there you go, Jake, uh, bringing some, something to the table. Teamwork. Teamwork makes a dream work. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the top five this week, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. I have a garbage person of the week this week, but it's whoever gave me this fucking sickness for the last three weeks. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. That's, that, that's all that, I got. That's Fuck that. the garbage person of the week. Someone, <laughs> the person that made you sick. <laughs> exactly. Three damn weeks of the flu on and off. Oh, I'm tired of this brutal, shit. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so, I'm, 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 gl- I'm glad you were uh, able to, you know, uh, compel yourself to do this podcast. Oh, just hacking to our listeners here. There you go. Yes. The soothing sounds of Jake's cough. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) Jake's thrown in the towel. We're done. Yeah, well, thanks to Jason Finney jumping on, having a good time. Picking on Darren with me. That was fun. Oh, yes, because he loves his Habs. But I I, I tell you, the Habs ain't doing so well. They lost four games to the Red Wings. They lost to the Red Wings. Yeah, four (laughs) times. They lost to the Red Wings four times this year. That's bad. That's bad. I love it. (laughs) I love it, too. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, great. That was good. Yes. But but I think that's it for this week's podcast. So we want to thank Jason Finney. Our music was fantastic this week. Big shout out to them. Make sure you you follow them on Instagram, social media. And follow us. And follow us as well. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email agpodcast at gmail.com. We're all there. Make sure to look for our, our review of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, w- once we know it's officially available in Canada, we're going to go do a live stream there and we'll get you instant reaction to uh, the hype that is the Popeye's chicken sandwich. There you go. All good stuff. 
all the good stuff. So for the ADG Podcast, I'm Jacob. And I'm Darren. And we are ADG.